You are a God that is more than enough this morning. You're more than what we could possibly need or even dream of this morning. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for being who you are. Lord, I thank you for all these wonderful souls that's come out to the church this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the opportunity to lift up holy hands and to worship you in spirit and in truth. One more time. Father, you've given us another day to worship you, a day we should not take for granted. The Holy Spirit asks you to come in right now. Meet our hearts, God. Meet our needs according to your riches and glory. Meet us where we are, God. You know where each and every soul is this morning in their relationship with you. Father, I pray right now for encouragement in our hearts today. Encourage us in your word. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Come on, worship team. Let's worship the Lord. Bye. 
morning. Worthy is a lamb who was slain. Not that a lamb would have slain, but when he comes back, he's going to be the king. Amen.
covered in the blood of Jesus today.
church. Although we see Jesus face to face. Amen. I'm looking forward to his return, aren't you? 
Isn't that why we're here today? Because we're looking forward to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the head of the church. Amen. We are looking forward to the Messiah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are only about 57 days away from homecoming. Can y'all believe that? It is coming so fast. The homecoming will be here before we know it. Uh, we had on the screen earlier. Uh, there he is. Uh, uh, Pastor Terry, Terry Kessley and his wife Penny. They're going to be coming. Good friends of mine. I know for about 20, 25 years. They pastored up in Paris, Tennessee. Well, they don't get more country than Brother Terry. You like cornbread and okra. You like Brother Terry. Amen. <laughs> he, he is about as country as country can be. I'm going to have to take him to the Bass Pro Shop when he comes down because I know that's where he'll want to go. He'll want to go get some barbecue because he's a southern boy and he's going to want to go see the Bass Pro Shop and see what kind of fishing rods they got going on and what, what kind of hunting equipment they got. He's a big time turkey hunter. He travels all over the United States hunting turkey. Amen. He got all kind of turkey trophies and stuff. He just, he's a country as country can be. I thought I was country until I met him. And then I realized I was just a city boy. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Y'all gonna love Brother Terry and uh, Sister Penny. They're gonna do a wonderful job, of course, at homecoming. And we got a little bit going on here. I love my church. How many of y'all love your church today? Amen. Hey, man, wear this when you go out. Amen. Everybody should have a button by now. And wear this when you go out. Amen. And, and let people ask you, where do you go to church at? Oh, man, I go to the Bible Church of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Who knows? Somebody might just ask you where you go to church at. You wear it out today. Some of y'all might be going out to a restaurant today. And if you do, wear that little button. See how many people ask you where you go to church at. And you can tell them. Amen. The Bound Church of God. We love the Bound Church of God, don't you? Amen. Amen. We love what God's work has done here at the Bound Church of God. Amen. If it wasn't for the Lord building the Bound Church of God, where would we be today? Come on. Amen. Amen. So praise God. We're going to dismiss our children for children's church at this time. Sister <coughs> Cheyenne, amen. We Pastor. The offering. I forgot. Okay. Amen. We're going to dismiss the children. Thank you, Sister Cheyenne. Give Cheyenne a hand this morning. Amen. <laughs> she's going to be alternating with Sister Micah. Micah came to us last week, and, and she's been doing our children's ministry every Sunday for about a year and a half. And she said, I love your church, and I love them kids, but I need a break. <laughs> I said, all right. So she'll be alternating uh, back and forth with Sister Cheyenne and uh, doing our children's ministry. We pray to God for both of these ladies, amen, this morning. Praise the Lord. How many got you, you tie in the whole week this morning? Got you? See, I, I suppose I had mine somewhere. All right, here I go. Come on up here, ushers. Got your tie envelope out there ready. You know, you got ties on the front of that thing. That's 10% of our income, amen. Praise the Lord. You got Midweek service, that's talking about our Wednesday nights and Thursday night service. We're doing pretty good right there. I think we brought in $500 this past month on our Wednesday night service, so we're doing okay there now. Amen. We still got evangelistic fund. You can write evangelistic fund down there where it's blank. Uh, that'll be for our tent revival coming up in July. Amen. I mean, y'all excited about the tent revival in July? Come on, church. Right there in front of Colton Hall in that field right there. Oh, we're going to listen. I got a solution for that, Sister Jenny. Yes, and they're talking about it's going to be hot in July. I got a solution. You see, at the shop I work at, and y'all pray that, that Travis, I have favor with Travis Hill, he's got one of those air conditioning fans. And it's got water running through it. I'm going to see if I can borrow that for our tent revival. We'll have us an air conditioning fan going to cool us down in the very 
Plus, we're going to be in the heat of time when the sun goes down anyway, so we're going to be all right. I got plans since the team. God ain't going to leave us hanging like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all get your time, folks, out. Amen. We get ready to pray and ask the Lord to bless us this morning. Amen. Let's all stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning, God. We thank you for the many blessings in our lives. Lord, we know that the book of Malachi is no lie. Lord, we know that when we give our 10%, God, you bless the 90%. We know that you truly open up the windows of heaven and you let it rain down blessings upon our lives. Not only financial, God, but you give us peace in our homes, God. You give us health in our bodies. And Lord, we thank you most of all for your grace in our life, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, for those that are able to give today and those that are not able, God, send the angels and make them able, God. That begin to move things in their life. Begin to put money into their pathway. Open up job opportunities and doors that were closed. Be the, let them be blessed today. Because how can they bless the church if they're not blessed themselves? So bless us today, God. And send the angels to go forth and to prosper our ways and to bless us, God. And Father, we give unto you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now y'all help me sing this song. Amen. Give. It will come back to you, good measure, press down, shake it together, and run over. Give, it will come back to you when you give, give to the Lord. Give in love, give in grace, give with a smile on your face. As you give the reflection of your gratitude, give, it will come back to you, good measure. Press down, shake together, and run it over. Give, it will come back to you. As you give, give to the Lord. As you give, come on, everybody, brother Larry. Give to the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know, we're actually singing the scripture. Did you know that? Luke, I think it's Luke chapter 8. We're singing the scripture. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, looking at the 4th chapter, 27th verse. We've been talking about this scripture for the past, this will be our third week on it, part 3 of our message, amen? Don't give, don't give the devil any place in your life. Neither give place to the devil, but it's in the King James. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. If I can get you to stand one more time for the reading of God's word as we show reverence to the holy word of God. Amen. I've been somewhere in the scripture where it talks about the children of Israel stood for half a day. Can you imagine that? Standing for half a day right here in the word of God. They did because they honored the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Is that what your Bible says this morning? Neither give place to the devil. And Amplified, it says, And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Father, we ask you for your anointing, God, upon your word and upon the preaching of the gospel this morning. Reach into our hearts, God, and anoint our hearts, our Understanding, we remove every obstacle out of our way, every distracting spirit, every discouraging spirit, every spirit that would keep us from hearing the truth of God's word this morning. We bind it, rebuke it, we break its power. In Jesus' name, 
Everybody said, Amen. Amen. So the Amplified says, says, do not give the devil an opportunity. You realize how many times we give the devil an opportunity? We give the devil an opportunity all the time. It says, do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge. Got any grudge holders in the church today? By holding a grudge or nurturing anger. Amen. You know, when I was a young man, I was quick to get angry. Woo! You ever heard that little, that little phrase about you need a, a fellow who would throw his hat down to fight? Amen. He was quick to get angry. That was me. I, I was quick to get angry. I was quick to get into a fight. Praise God I got saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Listen, we gotta don't be nurturing anger. Don't be harboring resentment. Mm. Harboring resentment? How many people in the house of God harbored resentment toward others? You'd be amazed. Oh, you'd be amazed. Harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Amen. These, listen, when you give the devil an opportunity in your life, the scripture says give the devil no place in King James. When you give the devil an opportunity to come into your life by, by unforgiveness, by holding a grudge, amen, by cultivating anger, when you give a devil an opportunity to come into your life, he will come through the door with guns a-blazing. He will kick both doors down when he has an opportunity to come into your life. And he will do everything he can to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what Jesus said, amen? Jesus said, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. How many of us want an abundant life? We want an abundant, I want the peace of God. I listen, I want the finances of God. I want the peace of God. I want the health of God. Amen. Amen. I want the salvation of God. I want the blessings of God in my life. When I wake up in the morning, my feet hit the floor. I want the blessings of God. When I lay my head on the pillow at night, I want the blessings of God. Come on, church. If you want the blessings of God, you got to do what God says. But when you give place to the devil in your life, he comes through with guns of blaze and doing everything he can to steal, kill, and destroy everything you have and everything you'll ever have. Amen. Turn your Bible to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. It's page uh, 1438 in my Bible. I don't know if that helps you or not, but it's where it is in mine. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah chapter 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to heal the blind, the blind, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening a prison to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that more. Now listen, Jesus opened this scripture up and turned to Isaiah 61 when he was in his hometown of Nazareth and, and he went into the synagogue and he opened up 61 of Isaiah and he read this scripture and then he said, today in your ears, this scripture has been fulfilled. He was proclaiming himself as the Messiah in his hometown in the synagogue. Now they rejected Jesus. They rejected him and wanted to kill him. Amen. But they were unable to do so. But he was proclaiming his Messiahship. Jesus 
is the one that has been anointed. Can we all agree on that today? That Jesus is the one that's anointed. The Spirit of the Lord God. Listen, he's talking to Jesus. This is Jesus talking. The Spirit of the Lord God. This is not Isaiah talking about himself. This is Isaiah prophesying about the Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Is there anybody brokenhearted today? Jesus is anointed to heal you. To proclaim liberty to those that are in captive. Is there anybody bound by the devil today? Are you bound in your body? Are you bound in your emotions? Are you bound in your spirit? Is there a heaviness upon you today in your soul? Jesus is anointed to set you free. Oh, that was a good place to shout right there, church. You just missed it. Amen. I said, Jesus is anointed to set you free if you are bound in any way, any shape or form. If you're bound in sickness in your body, Jesus is anointed to heal you. If you're bound because you have no peace and you can't sleep at night, Jesus is anointed to set you free. Come on, church. If you, if you don't have, if you're fighting depression and you're taking medication because the depression is so bad and you're fighting anxiety because the anxiety is so bad that you, that you need help, Jesus is anointed to set you free. That's good news, church. That's good news. Jesus is anointed. I mean, you know, Jesus is not dead. Jesus is still alive this morning. Jesus is still anointed today as he was, come on, as he was on the day he read this in his hometown of Nazareth. He's just as anointed today as he was when he was on the cross. He's just as anointed today as he was when he raised from the dead. He's just as anointed today as he was the moment he sat down at the right hand of majesty in the throne room of heaven. He's just as anointed today. And he sent the Holy Spirit and gave the anointing to the church. Come on. That by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be set free. And we have the anointing to be set free today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How can we live in this freedom? That's the question of today. How can the church live in this freedom? How can we live here? We all agree we want freedom. We all agree that Jesus is anointed to give us the freedom. We all agree that Jesus is anointed, amen, to set the captives free. We all agree. How can we live in that freedom? That's the question of today. And here's your answer. You may not like it, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. Number one, repent. Repent from your sins. Repent. Repent's a word you don't hear in a lot of churches anymore. But a lot of churches don't even speak the name of Jesus anymore. And they certainly don't talk about repentance anymore. But I'm going to tell you, we must repent before the throne of God. Come on, we have to repent from our sins and our wickedness and have the blood of Jesus Christ wash away all of our sins. Amen? We've got to repent. We've got to repent. We cannot live in sin. We cannot live in wickedness. We cannot live. And you say, oh, brother, you're preaching to the choir. Really? Am I really? Come on, church. 60% of all the men in the church today, and I'm not talking about the Bible Church of God, because I pray nobody in this church is, but 60% of studies have been shown, 60% of the men in all the churches around the world are addicted to pornography, including the pastor. 
60%. Don't tell me sin's not in the church. I wonder what the percentage is of the church gossiping. Woo! Probably 90%. Come on. Don't tell me sin's not in the church. Sin is in the church. Christians sin. They make wrong decisions. They choose to follow a different path. They choose to hear the wrong voice. Amen. They choose to, y'all remember that? Y'all need to go back on, on, our, on our, our YouTube and listen to the, the four-part series of hearing the right voice of God. Amen. Because people are listening to the wrong voice and it takes them out in the sin. It takes them out in the sin. A good pastor friend of mine just told me last week, he says, he said, I got a lost a brother. He said, I lost another one. I said, what happened? He told me who it was. I knew what he was talking about. I said, what happened, brother? He said he got around some people that invited him to go to their church, and at their church, it's okay to smoke marijuana. They said you can drink, you can smoke, you can do all that stuff. You can get as high as you want to as long as you don't feel convicted in your heart. Now, if you feel convicted, you better repent. But if you don't feel convicted, it's okay. You just do whatever you want to do. And the church is growing by leaps and bounds. I wonder why. Come on, not so. Thank you, sister. Not so. Listen, sin is sin whether you feel convicted or not. Amen. I said amen. And we've got the Holy Bible that tells us what sin is. If you don't know, there's a Bible right here to tell you what it is. Amen. Amen. And if you still got questions, call Sister Jan. She'll tell you what it is. Come on, church. Amen. You tell us when you, Sister Jan, what sin is. Yeah, you would. Amen. Listen, whether we feel convicted or not, if it's sin, we must repent. It don't matter how we feel. It don't matter how we think. If the Bible says it's sin, if Jesus says it's sin, it is sin. We must repent. Number one, must repent. Number two, unforgiveness. Oh, Lord, we got to learn to forgive. My Lord, church, I said we got to learn to forgive. I said we got to learn to forgive. Amen. 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 We got to learn to forgive. We gotta learn to walk in love. You can't walk in love and walk in unforgiveness at the same time. Those two don't go together. Mm -mm. And the scripture says, How can you love God whom you cannot see? Huh? Huh? And hate your brother, or you might as well say, Unforgive your brother who you can't see. Amen? And if you refuse to forgive your brothers or your sisters in the church, you know you ain't forgiving nobody outside the church. Amen? If you're not walking in love, you're not walking in the Spirit of God. For God is love. What 1 John said, God is love. In order for you to walk with God, you must walk in love at all times. Is it easy? Lord, no. <laughs> Lord, no, it's not easy. It's a daily battle. I said it's a daily battle. It's a fight. Well, you've got to fight to walk in love. Because it's easy to walk in unforgiveness. It's easy to walk in anger. But when you make a decision, I gotta love this person, I gotta forgive this person, that's a battle right there. You gotta fight your flesh. Come on. Your flesh man who wants to be angry and wants to walk in judgment and won't walk in unforgiveness. You gotta fight that flesh man to get the love out. Come on. Amen. It's not easy, but we must do it. We cannot hold bitterness, we cannot hold hatred, we cannot be holding grudges of any kind. Amen? Turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. 
Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. It says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Y'all see that? Y'all see that? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession Confession of Jesus Christ being the, the Son of God. Confession that you are a sinner and you need to be saved. Come on. Confessing that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the King of kings, and He is your Lord and He is your Savior. Their confession is what brings the salvation. What brings the forgiveness? Your confession. I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. Amen. I will forgive. I choose to forgive. I forgive Brother Larry for cutting the grass when it was my time to cut the grass. Amen. 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 Come on, child. Oh, you think people don't get bent out of shape about stuff like that, y'all crazy? Amen. I forgive Brother Al for sitting in my favorite spot in the church. That's my spot. How, how dare him sit in my spot? Oh, come on. I've seen people leave the church over little things like that. Amen. That's not love. That's not forgiveness. Listen, you gotta, you got to confess it. I choose to forgive. I forgive this person. I don't care how I feel. My feelings ain't got nothing to do with it. I said, I forgive this person. You see that? That's the hand up right there. Well, I don't feel like I forgive them. Stop walking by your feet. Hopefully, I just help somebody. I don't feel like, I, I, I feel like I'm still angry about it. I choose not to be angry. I still feel angry. Stop walking by your feelings. Walk by your confession. Oh, somebody got that one there. Walk by your confession, not by your feelings. Amen? Amen? And you'll eventually get there. You'll eventually. You say, Lord, I don't even know how to forgive. That's okay. Jesus does. Ask Jesus to help you. Ask Jesus to walk with you. Ask Jesus to teach you how to forgive and confess forgiveness. Amen? And confess love. And you will get there. Don't walk by your feelings. Walk by your confession of faith this morning, church. My Lord, if you don't get nothing else out of it, just get that. Amen? Romans chapter 7. Look at here, verse 14. Romans chapter 7. All i got to do is flip the page a couple, couple pages over. Romans chapter 7, look at verse 14. Look at what Paul says here. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal, sold under sin. Look at what Paul is saying. I'm carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not, for what I would, that I do not. But that what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Look at what Paul is saying. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. How I many of y'all know there's nothing good in your flesh this morning? Amen. We're no better than Apostle Paul, are we? Amen? No good thing dwelt in our flesh. Amen. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. 
Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that doeth it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Look what Paul was saying. I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Can I tell you this morning that as long as you are living on this planet and you are in your body, you are going to have to contend and fight sin. Sin is in the body. Sin is in the body. That's what Paul is telling us. Sin is not in your, it is not in your soul. It's in your body. Sin is in the flesh. And because it's in the flesh, you're going to have to fight. But there's a war inside of you. Your spirit man that loves Jesus, come on, and loves the Word of God, and loves your brothers and sisters in church, that, 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 that soul is having to fight that flesh that's full of sin. That's what your soul's having to do. Fight the flesh that loves sin. That's what Paul was trying to tell us right here. He says, I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Now don't stop right there, church. Paul did not write this letter in chapter and verses. He's continuing on in his thought in chapter 8. Continue on. 